Hello, welcome to the Ilone Show. I'm your host, John Ilone. And in this episode, I've brought on regular Asparagus. And as for our guest, she's from Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania. She's a recording artist, drummer, singer, and songwriter. What more could you ask for? Ladies and gentlemen, I give you Teddy Brunetti. Hello, how you doing Hello. over there? Great. I'm great. All good. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. So, how's life? Life is good. Life is good. Um, playing music, watching my grandkids. <laughs> yep. Um, I just keep on trucking every day. I keep waking up. <laughs> yep, so, absolutely. How is it by you? We got some snow today. Really? It's been snowing. <laughs> it's been snowing where you're from. Pardon me. It's been. Is it snowing where you're from? Yes. Yes. Today. Wow. That's mad. We, well, where I'm from, I barely get snow. Even if we do get snow, it's either in late January or early February, which is quite odd for winter in the UK. But yeah, I guess that's how the weather is in these days. Oh, so you don't get a lot of snow? We nah. don't get much. No. Nah. We don't get much. No. Nah. The UK doesn't get much snow. The, the Norwegians always steal it every year. I, I don't know why. <laughs> why, why. Why wouldn't they share the snow with us? They give it to Scotland, a bit of it. Well, why not us? I just don't get it. Yeah. Uh, it boggles the mind. Yeah. So... Rain? I guess you get a lot of rain. Yes, and loads of it. It's like it's like the rain capital of, of this country. Every yeah. day is rain. Only only, a fi- only five days a year, it's only it, there's tons of sunshine. But other than that, it's all rain. Even through the night, it's all rain. It's all rain. Oh my! Yeah, mm-hmm. quite depressing, but you'll get used to it. Yeah, I, th- I thought Pittsburgh was gloomy, but I think you have us beat. Yep, absolutely. Especially how thick the clouds are. It's really dark out there. Oh, it, it, it's it's gray today. You know? Oh my! Yeah. Yeah. So, what have you been up to recently? Well, I've I have a couple uh, music videos out. I'm talking with my music, uh, my video production people about starting a new uh, video. Um, I'm uh, writing some some new music. I think I'm going to record again this year, and uh, you know I I'm, I'm moving along. You know, I'm playing a lot but not playing out. Um, so, you know, I enjoy that. Okay. Okay. Working on my uh, skill level. Okay. That's great. Because I, I, I like playing at a high level, so you have to play. Mm-hmm. Right? Yeah, absolutely. And uh, what kind of music video have you been working on? Um, I have I have two out right now. One on my song "Evil Woman" and one on the song "Eat, Sleep, Repeat." They're both they're both doing well on YouTube, you know. And um, so uh, my video production team they're they're from uh, New Jersey and they graduated uh, Rutgers University's film school. So they're bona fide little filmmakers, and um, we're great collaborators. They make all my ideas and visions I have for uh, videos come to life and uh, they're young they're like 25 years old so they're young and they're hungry and they're very they're artists they're very skillful and I give them a lot of input because they're so talented 
they did my album cover. Um, they're real, they're really cool young guys and, um, I enjoy working with them and it's funny they they, uh, they produce a lot of rap videos and, um, other artists like that. And my blues, old school blues, uh, classic rock blues kind of jazz music that I do, um, is getting more views and more hits than their rappers are. So, you know, I've, I've, and we've won some video awards, um, uh, from different film festivals and things that have video music, you know, music video categories. And, um, so we're helping each other and, um, we love working together. It's been quite an experience because it's another art form, you know, video. Mm -hmm. as opposed to the music production, which I'm way more familiar with, you know. Mm, great, great. And uh, have you have you performed in any live concerts? Uh, not, not, not since COVID, really, you know. But I've, I've, I would love to, you know. But um, I've been asked to do um, uh, a couple music festivals this summer. Uh, we'll see what happens. You know, things are starting to open up here a little bit more, I think. Um, maybe we can put this uh, beast of the uh, pandemic behind us a little bit and start moving ahead. It, it's hard It's hard to have a band um, on the road right now. It's, it's kind of cost prohibitive now with this war and everything, the cost of gas, uh, hotel rooms, food. It's, it's very hard. And I have a big band. I take a lot of people with me. So I have like a minimum of eight people. So it's, it's, you know, the only people I know who are being successful playing on the road right now are like duos and trios, you know, uh, where they can all stay in one room at night and drive in one car, you know. Mm -hmm. um, but um, that's that's not what I have, so. You know, I have background singers, horn player, keyboards, two guitars, bass, and myself, you know, so it's a big crew. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Oh, so, yeah. Yeah. I genuinely wanted to uh, really ask you, though, uh, so this whole, uh, you know, th this whole uh, rise in oil prices, like, do you think this is going to affect uh, the touring in America, the whole music industry and touring? Oh, yeah. It has to. I mean, it's going to affect everything. I mean, I think we're in for a big shock now, um, monetarily, um, because it isn't just, um, I heard something today when I was listening to the radio, it's just some talk show, and they were talking about a, a, a barrel of oil only produces about 20 gallons of gasoline. The rest, the rest, of, the, the rest of the barrel is used to make other products like the uh, computers we're on right now when the, you know, you know, they use petroleum and everything. It's in toothpaste. All right. They use it for everything, everything, plastic, everything, you know, it's in so many things. And um, just the crude oil itself is, you know, it's used for diesel fuel and different kind of lubricants and all, all plus, plus everything in, like I said, be, from the chair you're sitting in to uh, the computer and your phone, you know, so everything's going to go up. Yeah. Everything's going to go up. I mean, everything. So um, 
Yeah, it's, it's, you know, we're going to have to wait until things, we find a new, I don't, I think we're in flux right now. I don't know what's going to happen, but uh, it doesn't look good, does it? Yeah. Mm -hmm. Uh, Yeah. Yeah, Because these last two years have been absolutely terrible for the music industry. We had the pandemic, you know, we had, you know, all these venues closing down, like musicians, you know, facing difficulties. That's another yeah, now we have oil prices rising up because no one wants to use Russian gas anymore. It's uh, it is very terrible. But uh, also, I wanted to ask you because during the pandemic, a lot of musicians shifted online and they were able to find a lot of success. So, has this also happened to you? Have been have you been able to find a lot of success online thanks to the pandemic? Well, yeah, that's that's pretty much what happened. The whole music business shifted to online, and that is what the music business is right now. And it depends what you call success, you know. I mean, for me, I feel successful. You know, I made this album for my grandkids so they would know Grandma and Grandpa were cool once, all right? My husband's my lead guitar player. So, um, you know... It was a success when it was done because it's so well produced and it was well written and, and uh, the arrangements are great and the production's awesome. Uh, the people who mixed it were were uh, platinum record guys and the, the you know I mean it was it was just done you know with a high quality in mind and so uh, that was I'm an artist so that's my art is this recording that we did this album. And uh, so I feel successful when I have a product at the end of it. I, I hate to even call it a product, but the art at the end of it that uh, I can take pride in. And so that makes me feel successful. Monetarily, it's been a little rough. <laughs> yeah. And I'm glad that I'm financially stable and I don't have to rely on this music right now to uh, support myself. I'm lucky that way because I know, like you were saying, a lot of musicians really had to leave the music business and get into other things because, you know, their livelihood dried up when the gigs stopped because they were gigging musicians. And that's how that was the old, you know, before the pandemic, that was that was the big uh that was how the paradigm was. You had you had to be out gigging and you could sell t-shirts and stuff on your gigs and that's how you made money of selling merch at gigs and gigging, you know? And uh, so that just stopped with the p- pandemic and um, switched to this online thing. So I guess some people have been very successful at it. It, it just depends. Uh, I'm, still, I'm still figuring it out, you know? Everybody's different, you know, each act. And so uh, being independent is, is also tougher because you have to do everything yourself. I'm not with a, a major label who, has, who can plug me into a system that's already works for them, you know, so yeah. uh, to, get, to get out there. But um, I'm enjoying it anyhow, but it, it's, um, it's a big learning curve, you know. Uh-huh. And really, at my, at my age, do I want to be on the road a lot? Not really. You know, yeah. I've done that, you know, <laughs> like, like it seems like at this point we are moving away from touring. I mean, there's lots of festivals still going on, such as Coachella and Rolling Loud. Mm-hmm. But it seems that an increasing number of musicians, they are shifting their activities online. I mean, we've had Lil Nas X do like uh, various concerts and video games. We had so many people just do these concerts online. And do you feel like this sort of shift to the online world 
do you feel like in the years to come it's going to redefine the entire music industry? You know, I think it would be a part of it, but there's nothing like live music, all right? So I don't think it will replace it because I don't th I don't think it can, you know. Unless they start doing holograms or something like that and the band standing in your living room. <laughs> that might do it. But until it reaches that level of uh, tech where they can provide that kind of a thing, uh, which is, it isn't impossible. Who knows? I mean, I'm sure they're gonna, somebody else has thought of it, if I have. But, um, yeah, I think there's nothing like live music. So, and people like to get together, you know, human beings, we're social, you know, so we like being in the crowd, enjoying that experience together. I mean, I don't know if that'll ever be replaced, you know, but um, there'll be, yeah, I think it'll be part of it, the online thing. Yeah, it, it's, it's, it's certainly easier for the artist, you know, you can reach a lot of, a lot more places, a lot more, a lot, but see, you know, a lot of these uh, concerts they're doing, they're doing them in front of live audiences. So, um, and the and the things that I like watching, like um, concerts I watch that are popular, most of them were recorded in front of big live audiences. And so that energizes the band, you know, it's that give and take with an audience and that enhances the whole uh, musical experience uh, on both ends for the audience and for the uh, performers. And that's why you get special performances like that, I think. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. absolutely. So what do you like about being a music artist? It's just, um, it's a nice way to be able to express yourself and to connect with people. Really, that's what I, I, li I like. I like having an out-of-body experience where I feel at one with everybody in the place, all right? And that's what I strive to achieve uh, when I'm playing. It doesn't always happen, but um, that's, that's the goal for me personally, you know, is to connect with people. And because um, I think music is a kind of thing... Uh, it transcends genre too. I mean, I think any, when it's done right and it's done well and it's, and it's connected, it affects you emotionally and, and you become connected to what you're listening to, um, whether you want to or not. And uh, music has kind of a magic about it that way. And that's, that's what I like about it. Yeah. Right. So what were the high and low points as, from your music career? Um, I think the high point is being able to do, still be able to do this. I'm going to be 70 in June. And to still be able to do this and still make music that holds water and still uh, have people interested in what I'm doing at this age has been wonderful. And it was something I knew about music at a very young age, that it was something you could do your whole life. I mean, Van Cliburn was giving recitals in his 90s, you know. The low point, um, I think, was um, 
at the end of the 80s, early 90s, I, I gave up music. Um, I'd had my, uh, our second son, and um, I had just finished, I had finished recording my first album, and um, my manager, and this was in New York City, I lived in New York City in the 70s and 80s, and pursued music there with my husband. And um, we, did, we did an album, and um, the manager, he was a big guy with Warner Brothers, and um, his wife had his second child, their second child, and so he needed to make money. So he, this was when video um, VCR recorders were brand new, all right? It was a new thing. He put together, he was a behind-the-scenes business guy, and he put together... Um, the first viable uh, video tape for sale, okay? And that was Jane Fonda's exercise video, if you remember that. <clears throat> you guys might be too young to even know this. So this is history for you. So he put that together, and he, he put together uh, Madonna's Like a Virgin video. He, would, he put the producers with the talent, with the, you know, uh, Warner Brothers and all their marketing people. You know, he did all the behind-the-scenes business stuff and then um he saw that these videotapes were taking off at this point and he developed a company called macrovision which um was a copy guard on videotapes when you put a videotape in this if it had this macrovision thing on it it would scramble the tape so you couldn't copy it okay so you couldn't make like bootleg copies of the tape and um which Back in the day, it was a big thing, okay? So he was putting all his time and energy into that at the same time he had signed, I had signed with him. So one thing led to another, and he, he was spending all his time on that. Uh, we had some personal things happen in our lives with our families and stuff, and we decided, I'm from a big Italian family. I wanted my kids to know their grandparents and their cousins and their aunts and uncles. I'm the oldest of 10 kids. So... Uh, we came back to Pittsburgh from New York and I got out of the music business. It was very low point. I cried for a, three years, I think. And um, always thinking that maybe someday I would get back to it, but I ended up going back to school for ultrasound. I did, I was in the medical field for almost 20 years uh, doing uh, cardiac and vascular ultrasound, echocardiograms, right? And um, don't miss it retired uh, 10 years ago and started playing music again. And uh, here I am today with it. Uh, you know, like I said, we made this album. I started writing again. Got to, the guy who produced my first album in New York City, Dean Allen Sargent, he produced this album, my second album. I hooked up with him. I found his wife on Facebook. We hadn't talked in years. And... Uh, I said, hey, Dean, you know, I'm thinking of recording again. He said, let's do it. And, um, of course, he, he's, uh, he was a first-call recording engineer in New York City back in the day. So he was on tons of uh, major recordings and things. So he has that experience and that ear, and he's an artist himself. And um, so I've benefited from that. And the album turned out so good that when we were mixing it and uh, what have you, you know, People were, who owned the studio, um, Dan Malsh in, at Soundmind, he, he's big with Sony and 
a lot of records come out of his studio um, from East Stroudsburg, Pennsylvania. Uh, he's like, Teddy, this is too good. You got to put it out. I'm like, okay. So now I'm back in the music business. And that's what happened. You know, you never know. You never know what's going to happen. You know? Yeah. Yeah. It is a predictable world. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, I agree. So what kind of music do you like listening to? I listen uh, to like funky jazz stuff, really. Oz Noy, you ever heard of him? He's he's my favorite right now. He's has been for a few years. Um, I just think he's so talented. He's a guitar player. I don't know if you know of him. Check him out, Oz Noy, O-Z-N-O-Y. I listen to Lettuce. They're like a modern day uh, Tower of Power kind of funk horn band uh, with more like hip hop-ish kind of beats behind it. You know, they're they're more modern sounding. And uh, old school jazz. I listen to people like Peggy Lee, singers, old, old singers like that. Uh, I mean, I listen to anything, really. I got to tell you, if, it, if it's done well, I'll listen to it, you know. But uh, I listen to more, uh, I don't listen to much uh, hip hop or, or uh, rap. It's just not, they're not, they're just not genres that don't really speak to me at, at my age. You know what I mean? I mean, mm-hmm. I, if I told yeah. you I was really into rap, it would be, I'd have to be some kind of oddball at my age, I think. I think there's a lot of 69 uh, year old women who were rap fans, you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah. I don't think there's anything wrong with it. I just, you know, I just don't, I don't get it. You know, it doesn't, it doesn't speak to me that, I, enough for me to dig into it and really sit and listen to it, you know? Yeah. I'm stunned. Yeah. <laughs> so what was life for you growing up? Well, I'm the oldest of 10 kids. Um, my parents were actors originally that's how they met and then um, their their lives my life has mimicked theirs in a lot of ways in that uh, they were actors they went to new york tried to make it as actors and then things happened to them like world war ii <laughs> and uh, my dad got drafted and he's a world war ii vet he's still alive he's 94. Uh, my mom passed away a few years ago but my dad has an actor's equity card. He's 94 years old. It's his prized possession right now. Oh, cool. And uh, yeah, they did a lot of local theater, some movies, commercials, things like that in their retirement, just as I've had this music career in my retirement. And um, my dad was a commercial artist. That's how he supported the family. And then he became like an account executive in advertising after a while. But, um, and my mom was a school teacher and, uh, which, you know, they raised, uh, nine kids. I had a sister who only lived like three days. So, uh, but, uh, anyway, yeah, I, I have a brother who's, uh, a few years younger than me and he's, uh, he was a child prodigy, um, classical pianist. He went to uh, Carnegie Mellon University and today, uh, and for his career, he's been a big vocal coach in Manhattan. He coaches a lot of uh, Broadway singers. He coaches in uh, 
oh, where did they send him? Denmark. He goes to Denmark a lot. He go, I mean, he's all over the world, really. And they, he's written a book. His name is David Brunetti. And he wrote a book called Acting Songs. And they use it as a textbook in uh, theater programs in colleges and uh, high schools, you know. So he's he's done very well. But he, he can't play the piano anymore. He has Parkinson's. And so he has to use uh, piano players. But he can still teach. So that's good. I have another brother uh, who's 10 years younger than me, whose name is Ted. All right, so there's two, there's actually three Teddy Brunettis. There's myself, my father, and my brother. Uh, my bro I said to my mother, oh, I wasn't a good enough Teddy because I, I didn't have a thing. <laughs> but uh, anyway, he was uh, Frankie Coffee Cake in a Bronx Tale on Broadway a few years back. So he's an actor, singer, producer, director. So show business is in my family, medicine and show business. My baby sister who sang on, on this album did some of the background vocals, two of my sisters, my sister Mary Park and my sister Anita Phillips sang uh, on this album with me. And uh, my baby sister Anita, she, she was a uh, featured vocalist with the Wheeling Symphony a few years back. So, I mean, she can sing, you know. Uh, so that my, I come from an artistic family, and um, so I was supported that way. Although I was the black sheep because I was the rock and roll musician. Everybody else was more straight, legit theater or, you know, classical music. <laughs> but uh, I, went to, I went to college on a, I had a snare drum scholarship, to Eastern Kentucky University, not a full scholarship, a little partial scholarship. But uh, it was unusual for girls to play snare drum to begin with, you know. So I stayed in college for a couple years and then dropped out and went on the road with a band, with a rock band. That's how I met my husband. And uh, I've been writing songs since I was 11. My first, my first instrument was guitar. They didn't let me take uh, drums in the beginning because they thought it was a boy's instrument. But I, I got a job when I was old enough and I took my money and went to the mall and signed myself up for drum lessons because I wanted to play the drums. I, I knew it was something I could do. And uh, so um, everyone was surprised at that, that this young kid, that's what I was spending my money on, drum lessons. And uh, I was just possessed. And I just, and I still am, you know, I still try to get a couple hours in every day you know, practicing. And so uh, hitting a drum pad or drums or whatever, you know, playing. And uh, so it's been, a th music has been a thread that's taken me through my entire life. You know, I met my husband through it. My, our youngest son is a musician. He played on this album. Um, and I enjoy being back in Pittsburgh and working with him. We plan to write together. He's an excellent songwriter. He plays drums, bass, and guitar, and he plays the hell out of all of them. He played guitar on this album. On my song, Queen of Pittsburgh, It's there's a father-son guitar solo. My uh, husband starts it with a lyrical line, and then my son just takes it out with this wild wah thing that he did. And it, it was great. Uh, so it's fun being able to play music with my son now, you know? Mm-hmm. So it's, uh, I've had an interesting life. <laughs> yeah. 
And oh boy, you you have quite a family. Really, yeah. I'm I'm surprised that all of your siblings have quite in, have amazing careers. It's great. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, yeah, they're they're all rocking. <laughs> yeah, two of my two of my brothers are in Manhattan. I have, I have three brothers and uh, five sisters. No, two are in Manhattan. One's in the Jersey Shore. One's uh, I got sisters in Dallas. I got a sister, a few more in Pennsylvania here. Uh, two of them are in Pittsburgh, and uh, two of them are like an hour or two out of Pittsburgh. One in Dallas. So, uh, but we're a pretty close family. Yeah. You know. Great. Everyone supports each other. It's good. Yeah, that's nice. Yeah. Yeah. I'd say so myself. So I'm, I'm getting some airplay in the UK, you know. Oh, really? I'm on like 50 radio stations in the UK right now. Oh, cool, cool. Yeah. Do, do you know the names of these radio stations? Oh. I don't know. Let me look here. No, that's not it. I, mean, I, thought, I, had the, I thought I had a list here, but I don't. Um, no, no, but I did, uh, I did little voiceovers for like 50 different radio stations. This is Teddy Brunetti, and you're listening to my new single on blah, blah, blah radio station. You know, that kind of thing. Okay. Those little, those little books. I did, I did like 50 of them. <laughs> wow. So, yeah. Uh, impressive. That's yeah. great. It's so, uh, well, that's, that's one of the cool things about the, the internet thing, right? Yeah, because I'd never be talking to you if we, if, if probably, <laughs> if it, you know, unless I showed up in your backyard, right? Yeah. But um, yeah, it's a. I think we're still in the midst of uh, this paradigm shift to the internet. So I mean, it's there. It's just uh, people. We're all trying to figure out how best to use it and how to get out there. And there seems like there's so many more people now. You know. Yeah. Right. Yeah, there's a lot of talent everywhere, right? Mm-hmm. I agree. That is all we have for this episode. It was great having you here, Teddy, talking about your music career, uh, your siblings, your family, everything else. It's, wow, it's been quite. This has been quite an episode, really. Oh, I, I enjoyed it. I enjoyed talking to you. Yeah, yeah it was a nice episode. Yeah. Yeah, I like it. Yeah, yeah. You guys are great. Thank you. So, so put up your umbrella and have a good day. Yeah, I agree. (laughs) And until next time, stay tuned for more.